What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Everything Bagel Podcast. I'm Milo. And I'm Charlie. And this is episode 19. And this is our Halloween special for 2020. Yeah, we're going to try to get it out to you guys on Halloween. But right now we're recording this on Halloween Eve pretty late. So um, we'll try to get it out to you guys. But if you're listening to it a little late, um, we tried our best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we originally recorded an episode and we just basically didn't have anything planned and it did not go well. Um, so we re-recorded or this is us re-recording an episode. Um, and I, we're going to make a Halloween theme because it is almost Halloween. It is 9.38 p.m. on Friday, October 30th. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's not officially Halloween for us yet, so we're not feeling that spirit just yet. Um, but we're going to try to bring that energy to you guys so that way when you're listening to it on Halloween or a couple days um, after that, um, you have that excitement. Um, and maybe this year there's going to be a lack of Halloween experience and excitement just because, you know, there's going to be limited trick-or-treating, stuff like that, just because of the coronavirus. It's going to be a little weird. But hopefully um, we can have this podcast that isn't really affected that much by COVID um, to bring some holiday Halloween cheer. Um so yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy. Let's get into it. So like Charlie said, um, this Halloween is going to be very different. Um, it's 2020, coronavirus still a thing. Um, and so everybody's got to be safe. And I hope that this holiday is not the holiday that shuts down our school um, because it may possibly happen. Um, just whoever's listening to this on Halloween, I hope you are not doing anything inconsiderate of the people around you um yeah but you can still have fun in in halloween um you can do like a virtual party or a socially distanced party even though it just today we got like four inches of snow on the ground which is very unusual and you know what halloween's actually kind of the great you know the best holiday to have during a global pandemic because most kids are wearing a mask anyway so you should definitely still wear a surgical grade mask or something that's a little better than a plastic thing um you know like a skull mask or something but you know all things considered halloween's a pretty good holiday when there's a global pandemic going around and as milo mentioned another thing that's going to be different during this holiday um is there's snow or for us at least in New England, um, which hasn't happened in a couple of years. Um, there's always snow in October in some way. It might be just a little flurry, but it's never going to accumulate. But right now we have a solid three inches on the ground. So that's going to make stuff um, a little different, which will be fun this year. Yeah, I remember um, probably like five or six years ago, um, there was a big snowstorm just like a few days before Halloween. And we didn't have power for like four days and Halloween had to be postponed. Um, but yeah, we do have a little snow. I don't know. I Do you think it's going to stay on the ground? Yeah, I mean, tomorrow the high is 
um, just above freezing. So it's de- it's definitely going to stay on the ground for Halloween. Um, but hopefully it's not slippery and icy. That wouldn't be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, <laughs> if you fall, at least you'll have a big bucket of candy to make you feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, do you have any plans for Halloween? Not much. I might go um, to a friend's house for like a campfire or something, but um, definitely not going to be going out and doing much at all. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably just stay and watch movie. Um, mm. Yeah. Are you gonna be Are you gonna be handing out candy? I am not personally. Um, I'm not doing it this year. We're doing it. Yeah. So Halloween is very different. Trick or treating is very different. Um, so in our neighborhood, in our town, we have to do it all socially distanced. So we're having like little rings of candy at the bottom of our driveway that people can take. And then once it's empty, we can refill it. Um, so you are handing out candy. Not me personally, though. No, but like there will be candy at your house oh, for yes. people to eat. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, that that's what I was asking. Oh, I thought, I thought you were talking about do I hand out the candy? No, no, just in general. Yeah. Yeah, so there will be candy, just not given from me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you get it, I guess, in some ways a little better when it comes to Halloween because you live in a neighborhood, so you can um, you can hand out candy and go trick-or-treating pretty easily. But I kind of, you know, I, I, I live on the corner of two streets, but one of the streets is a main road. So um, it, it's a not a great trick-or-treating area. So we always leave like a bowl um of you know a random candy bar out um but almost never is there a um any dent in that bowl Mm -hmm. yeah we usually get a lot of kids that are coming to trick-or-treat um i mean i didn't when did you stop trick-or-treating um i actually i went trick-or-treating last year as a freshman but it was it was kind of just like only a couple houses to get a couple piece of candy so eighth grade is when i really really stopped yeah so i think i also stopped in eighth grade um i don't know i i feel like it's a fun concept and i just feel like society has pressured people who are not under the age of 13 or 14 to you cannot trick-or-treat anymore which is which is kind of funny because it's the 13 and 14 year old kids that probably need sugar the least because they're already very hyper <laughs> um well i mean not to say that i'm not hyper <laughs> um but yeah it, it, halloween's always been very interesting to me it's a very weird holiday you know that people are handing out candy and everyone's dressed up but it's always been one of my favorites and although it's going to be a little different this year um, hopefully we can still have some fun and, um, you know, learn something, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what other people around the town do. And, uh, hopefully there isn't a lasting effect, um, for this year, at least with, um, the virus going around. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and with Halloween comes all of the Halloween spirit, including, candy and pumpkins and spooky stuff and speaking of spooky stuff um just making a quick transition into a quiz that i'm gonna give charlie now um and that quiz is out of the horror movies i give you 
all right, like, I'll give you a horror movie, and you have to tell me if it's based on a true story or not. This also um, is a test of your horror movie knowledge. Which isn't good, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, uh, do you want to just jump into it? Well, I, I have one clarifying question. So, I so when you mean based off of, do you mean like this is a true story or the writer that made up this story was like influenced by a certain event? Um, either. All right. So, it can be a little looser when it comes to directly inspired by. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Okay. Charlie, are you ready for the first question? Yes, I am ready. <laughs> okay. Um, the first question. Do you know the movie The Thing? The Thing. Um, is that... I'm trying to... Uh, is this the one with, like, Kurt Russell? Yes, it is. Okay, yes, yes, I definitely know this. Okay, so Charlie, just for all of the listeners who don't know what the thing is, here's the plot summary real quick. In remote Antarctica, a group of American research scientists are disturbed at their base camp by a helicopter shooting at a sled dog. When they take the dog in, it brutally attacks both human beings and canines in the camp, and they discover that the beast can assume the shapes of its, of its victims. A resourceful helicopter pilot, Kurt Russell, and the camp doctor, Richard Dysart, lead the camp crew in a desperate, gory battle against the vicious creature before it picks them all off one by one. See, I, I, see, I just don't think many things happen down at down in Antarctica. Obviously there are scientists there and these are scientists here in this movie. But um not have I not only have I not heard of this in the real world, but I just don't see it happening. So I'm gonna go with this is made up. You would be correct on that one. That is totally fictional. Um even though we don't know a lot about Ant Antarctica yet. Um it could happen, maybe. We don't know. There might be a life force in Antarctica. Sure, definitely. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Release date, 1982. This isn't a classic 80s horror movie. Um, directed by John Carpenter. Um, it, it has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, so pretty good movie. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I've seen, I don't think I've watched the whole thing through, but I've definitely watched through parts of it just when it's mm -hmm. on TV. Okay. Next, The Hills Have Eyes, 1977. So here's the plot description. Oh, is this the one with, um, like Pluto, like the, the bald yes. guy? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've watched this. That's like this this came out around when we were born, I think. No. No. Or actually there was a remake. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're right. There was a remake in two thousand five. Oh wow, I'm pretty good. <laughs> so but I'm talking about the original. Okay, when did the original come out? Nineteen seventy seven. Okay, okay. 
so Wes Craven's cult classic about cannibalistic mountain folk, including the Carter family, who are on the trail of stranded vacationers in the arid southwest Californian desert. Okay. See, th- this is a story that I can see happening. There's no, there's no like, uh, space alien or monster. It's like, you know, it's like cannibalism. It's like kind of a creepy real life thing. Um, so there's definitely an opportunity for it to be real, um, realistically. Um, I, I haven't, I, again, I've, I haven't really seen this movie. I think I'm, I, I, I knew the bald Pluto guy just cause that's kind of a funny name and he's, you know, uh, an interesting looking character, but I don't think I've really watched the movie. I don't know the plot at all. Um, geez. Um, you see, I think it could be a true story because, you know, it's not like a monster or alien, you know, it's kind of a real realistic, creepy thing. So let's go with real. Yeah, you'd be correct on that one. Um, this story is based on the Sawney Bean Clan. Do you know about the Sawney Bean, Sawney Bean Clan? I do not know about the Sawney Bean Clan. Please inform me. Okay. They lived in a cave in the 16th century of in Scotland. Um, for over 25 years, they would rob and cannibalize local villagers at night and were said to have murdered and, e- and eaten over a thousand people. Oh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's Scottish, a Scottish legend, but it's like proven to be real. But a lot of cannibalistic movies come from that story of the Sawney Bean clan. And you said it's Scotland? Yes. 16th century Scotland. Pretty cool. 1500s. Yeah. Um, Okay. Next movie. Okay, so the next movie you may not have heard of. It's called The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. Yeah, no, I know this. It's with Nicolas Cage. He gets, like, doesn't he get, like, burned in, like, a big wicker man? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's also the remake. Oh, okay. From 2005. <laughs> yeah, I, again. I, oh, 2005 again. Um, yeah. I, I haven't seen this movie. I've just seen clips of it on TikTok. Um. I but yeah, I so please inform me of the plot. So the 2005 version with Nicolas Cage is said to be one of the worst horror movie performances ever, <laughs> um, because it's very memeable. That's where the the bees come from. Yeah, you know the memes. Yes, that, that's how bees. I know it. I've, I haven't watched the movie, but I know it from the memes. Yeah. Okay. So since you're more familiar with the Wickerman 2005 version, um, I'll give you the plot of that one okay the film concerns police police officer edward malice whose ex-fiance willow woodward informs that his that her daughter rowan has disappeared and asks for his assistance in her search when he arrives on at the island where rowan was last seen he suspects something sinister about the neo-pagans who reside on the island oh so this is 2006 my bad um but yeah, Nicolas Cage, it has a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, same with the last one. I really didn't have, I didn't know anything about the last one. I don't know anything about this one either. I just know that Nicolas Cage was in it. Um, 
I feel like, again, this isn't a, like, sci-fi or, like, unrealistic monster. This is something that's a little more realistic in a way. So it definitely could be real. Um, but this is definitely shot in the dark. But just based off that, let's go. It's based off a true story. You are incorrect on that one. Correct. It is not. It's based on a book from 1967 um, called Ritual. Um yeah, so it's loosely based on that book, but that book is also fiction. So this Ugh. is a work of fiction. Alrighty. Good to know. <laughs> yes. Okay. The next story. This is a horror classic. It's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Well, you just said it's a horror classic, but I don't think I've ever heard of it before. Okay, this is... You know the character. So this is the movie with Freddy Krueger. Oh, no. Okay, yes. I definitely know this. I, I, I know this movie. I just wasn't aware that that's what the name was. So we got Wes Craven again. So he's the director. In Wes Craven's classic slasher film, several Midwestern teenagers fall prey to Freddy Krueger, who's played by Robert England a disfigured midnight mangler who preys on the teenagers in their dreams, which in turn kills them in reality. After investigating the phenomenon, Nancy, played by Heather Langenkamp, begins to suspect that a dark secret kept by her and her friend's parents may be the key to unraveling the mystery. But can, Nancy's, can Nancy and her boyfriend, Glenn, who is played by Johnny Depp, solve the puzzle before it's too late? Um, and this is 1984, and it, Freddy Krueger is a very pop, famous pop culture icon now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I definitely know the movie. I just forgot the name for a minute. Definitely know who Freddy Krueger is, um, or, you know, the character. Um, so I'm going to go with, again, this is a shot in the dark. I mean, obviously, Freddy Krueger, the character, is a little far-fetched. Um, but is the story true? Eh, it could be. Um, but um, based off how a little more far-fetched the character is, let's say it's a, it's a fake story. Um, that is incorrect. Man. <laughs> so, actually, this is pretty interesting. This is a pretty interesting story. Um, it's based on a story in, like, Taiwan, I think. I might be getting Malaysia, maybe, um, where a lot of people were dying in their sleep and nobody knew why. Um, and people studied it for a long time. It was like in the news and everything. And that's where actually Wes Craven got his idea from for, for this movie. And so, yeah, it's based off um, a Southeast Asian story a news article but did they ever figure out why the people were actually dying in their sleep i think so i do not have that information in front of me right now um but you can definitely search that up if you want to all right let's try to figure it out for a second okay okay so yeah i have wes craven's quote from why he made this movie what his inspiration was so Here's, here's his quote. Quote, I'd, I'd read an article in the LA Times about a family who had escaped the killing fields in Cambodia 
and managed to get to the U.S. Things were fine, and then suddenly their young son was having very disturbing nightmares. He told his parents he was afraid that if he slept, the thing chasing him would get him, so he tried to stay awake for days at a time. When he finally fell asleep, his parents thought the crisis was over. Then they heard screams in the middle of the night. By the time they got to him, he was dead. He died in the middle of a nightmare. So, yeah. So, as noted by MetaLink, the medical term is called Sudden Unexplained Nocturnal Death Syndrome. Um, yeah, regardless of what it's called, it means the same thing. Nightmare death. So, throughout history... Um, the syndrome has mostly affected Southeast Asian men settling in the United States. There have been several recorded incidents worldwide dating all the way back to 1915, but in the early 1980s, they were disturbingly frequent among Hmong immigrants, so people from Southeast Asia. According to a 1987 report in the Los Angeles Times, at least 130 people had died because of sons or that's the syndrome, um, most of them refugees. Very interesting. Not was I, yeah. you know, not what I was expecting when uh, that's the the story that Freddy Krueger is based off. Very interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a really weird story. Um, but yeah, it's based off a true story. Alrighty, you got a, you got another story for me? Yeah, I do. So, right. okay. So, you may have heard of this one. This is also a very famous horror movie. Um, the Amityville Horror. No, never heard of it. Really? Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big horror movie guy, so I'm actually surprised that I'm even getting a passing grade right now. So, this is a very um, famous horror movie from 1979 but a remake in 2005 oh another um, one <laughs> yeah starring ryan reynolds so that's the 2005 one yes not the, not the 1979 <laughs> one um okay here's the 1979 um plot chiller about a family who are terrorized by supernatural forces when they move into a new house in new york state which was the scene of a recent mass killing and the home of an 18th century Satanist. When swarms of flies appear from out of nowhere, and the pipes and walls begin to ooze slime and blood, they call on a local priest to exorcise the evil spirits. So, 1979 director Stuart Rosenberg, um, a very famous movie. It only has a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, but we can't trust Rotten Tomatoes for everything. No, definitely not. Alrighty. Um, so surprising. Apparently this is a famous movie. I've never heard of it. Um, Ryan Reynolds is a good actor though. Um you see the the mass murder thing and the Satanist, that's definitely a realistic thing, but the slime and using blood and stuff is a little more far fetched. Um so this is gonna be another shot in the dark, but I'm gonna say you know, upstate New York, some creepy things can happen. So let's go. Let's go true. You'd be correct on that one. Um, this is a true story. It's kind of a really creepy story. So in November 1974, 
a seemingly normal family resided in the Amityville home. Around 3.15 a.m., one of the DeFeo children's, that's the family, murdered his entire family as they slept. He was 23, so he wasn't like a child. Right, right. Um, but he said he heard voices in the home telling him to murder his parents, brothers, and sister. He was given six life sentence. Today, he is still serving his time in a New York prison. Okay, but is the house actually haunted? That's the real question. Right. So after the murders, the home was vacant for over a year. It was then purchased for extremely and understandably low price of $80,000 by George Lutz and, uh, and his wife, Kathy. Their sons, Daniel and Christopher, also. The family moved in but they only lasted 28 days. The Lutz family claimed to have seen slime coming out of the walls, knives being thrown off the kitchen counters, and a red-eyed creature resembling a pig. They've seen figures wandering inside the home when it was supposed to be empty. George says he saw his wife levitating above their bed and was woken up every morning at 3.15 a.m., the exact time that that DeFeo killed his entire family. The Lutz family eventually brought in a priest to bless the home, but he left after hearing a voice tell him to get out. Um, yeah, so the, the house has had five different owners since the DeFeo murders. One of the owners even changed the address uh, from 112 Ocean Avenue to 108 Ocean Avenue. Most recently, it was purchased for $605,000, which is... $200,000 below asking price in 20 in February February of 2017. So this paranormal experience was first inspired first inspired a book and then the 1979 original movie and the 2005 remake. And if you look up most haunted places in the US, this is one of the results. The Amityville house. It's a real house. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> yeah, it's in New York State. So if you're ever, if you're a big horror fan and you want to visit the Amity Horror House, that's a, it's a, it's a fun trip. <laughs> yeah, why um, don't, why don't I not? <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my extent of Halloween festivities is <laughs> grabbing a Reese's and chowing down on that, not uh, yes. <laughs> trying to get myself killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. That's my horror movie true or not quiz for you for this special Halloween episode of the Everything Bagel podcast. Um, Charlie, do you have anything to add about Halloween before we head out? Yeah, just a little bit. Um, Hopefully this podcast brought a little more, uh, you know, Halloween cheer to you guys. Seeing as this is going to be a uh, very different um, celebration than we're used to. Um, But hopefully you guys stay safe tomorrow or I guess if you're listening it listening to it on Halloween today, or if you're listening to it afterwards, hopefully you were safe. Um, and uh, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Um, be safe, guys. Uh, and next week we'll be with you with a normal Everything Bagel episode. Maybe talk about some fall things because it's already November. Um, that's Which is weird crazy. to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but thanks everybody for listening and happy Halloween. All right, signing out. Bye, guys.